Welcome to Jammin' and Jammies. We are sitting down with some of our favorite music creators and industry leaders. We're going to find out how they got where they are and get some valuable insights into the music world. You can watch the interviews online or tune into the podcast. Just check out jamminandjammies.com for all the details. Today, we are sitting down with Colleen Lippert. She's right there. Colleen is the owner of Anchor Publicity here in Nashville. They just celebrated their fifth anniversary, and though they are a new company on the rise, Colleen's already worked with some of the biggest names in Nashville. Um, artists from The Voice, American Idol, you know them. We're going to dive in and see what it takes to be a music publicist. And if you're an artist, what uh, we need to do to get one. So let's welcome her. Colleen, how are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I have so many questions. Um, but do you want to just start by telling everyone where you're from? And did you always want to be a publicist? Sure. So I'm originally from New York, born and raised. Um, I've kind of always loved music. It's always been a part of my life. Um, and I think, I think deep down, I always knew I wanted to do something in the music industry. I've tried a whole bunch of things before. I was a zookeeper back home. Shout out two by two. Um, I would, I started in interior design. Then I went to criminal law before finally landing back at public relations. And I've loved it ever since. Um, I moved to Nashville in 2015 and fell in love with it. I love the community. I love the industry as a whole, and it's the best move I've ever made. Wow. Okay. I I got to hear more about being a zookeeper and stuff sometime, but for right now, uh, can you just tell everyone, I think there's a lot of confusion about what exactly a publicist does sometimes. I mean, there's, there's a lot of P jobs in the music world. There's producers, <laughs> publishers, and now there's publicists. So what does a publicist do? Right. So I think the biggest misconception that I get from people is people think that I publish music, which I kind of know when to stay in my lane and kind of, you know, I know what I can do best and I leave the rest to the, the pros. And publishing is something I do not have any idea of where to even begin. Um, so my job as a publicist is to kind of get everybody's music out into the world, you know, set up interviews, create press kits, um, even attend live shows and run meet and greets. Um, I make sure everyone uh, has all their assets that they need. So if they're doing a show, I make sure everything's prepared in advance. Everyone's got their meet and greet passes. Um, I take the pictures at the events. Um, kind of anything that an artist needs me to do, I do. I plan events. Um, I create bios. I do a lot of writing, press releases, stuff like that. It's a really fun job. <laughs> It sounds like you're kind of in charge of like an artist's image. Would you agree with that? Brand image, yeah. It's my job to kind of um, make sure they don't say the wrong things, um, make sure that they do have a platform, but they use it correctly and they don't abuse it too. That's a, that's a tough job. Uh, okay, so what does your daily life look like? Because I mean, especially in the last year, there haven't been as many events. Um, I imagine you spend a lot of time sending emails, coordinating things. I do, I do. Every day is kind of different, especially during the pandemic. Um, in a quote unquote normal year, um, I'm out on the town almost every day, kind of going to events, um, going to meetings, grabbing coffee with clients just to catch up. Um, lately, the past couple of years, I've been working from home all the time. So it is a lot of sitting in my pajamas and answering <laughs> emails and doing Zoom meetings. 
um, a lot of phone calls. I always, no matter where I go, I have my calendar and planner with me. So I'm always jotting stuff down, taking notes. Um, it's one of those jobs where I'm always connected to my phone and I always have my laptop with me, even if I'm going to like the grocery store, but it's just, you know, you always have to be prepared. A client can call me and need something last minute or an emergency can happen. And it's just all about having everything together and staying organized. So every day is different, but I kind of like that. I don't think I'm really a nine to five office type person as most people in this industry. So I think it's, it's good to have something different every day. It sounds like you're always on the clock, which can be exhausting, but it sounds like you love what you do. I do. I do. I really do. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about country music then. Have you always been a fan of country music? Is that why you came to Nashville? And did you ever think you would be a publicist for country music artists specifically? I don't think I knew honestly what a publicist was until I got to college. Um, I have always been a fan of country music. My mom was big into country when I was growing up. So I grew up on like Don Williams and all the classics. Um, I love all music, to be honest. My favorite is Cher. I'm a huge Cher fan. That's like not a secret to anybody. Um, so I really like that era of music, like the 60s, 70s. Um, I like Patti Loveless. Um, just every, I love how country music has a community. So that's what I, I fell in love with here. If you watch like award shows and stuff like that, all the country music artists know the lyrics to everybody's songs. And I think that's what really makes country music stand out. Um, I do like, all, I like Cardi B, I like all music, <laughs> but I am a real fan of country and I feel so honored to be able to work with some of the, the greatest musicians on the planet and a lot of idols that I looked up, you know, looked up to as a kid. Yeah. I honestly think real music lovers love all kinds of music. I do too. I, do I too. really do. You, you, you have to, you know, you're working in it. You have to be part of it all. Yeah. Don Williams, Cardi B, all the same. <laughs> <to me. laughs> right? Okay. <Add> shuffle button. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, I, I know you get a ton of emails and calls all the time. When do you think new artists need a publicist I mean new artists are coming to Nashville every day some of them are just getting off the bus like when does an artist need a publicist yeah that's a really good question I think the biggest thing I hear all the time when somebody calls me is like I have no idea what to do so as long as they have new music ready to be out into the world that's the perfect time to contact a publicist um, it helps if you have a website already built but if not at something you know it's a small step we can take um I can do bios if you need one. I could do press kits, stuff like that. So as long as you have new music and you're ambitious and you're ready to start like chasing after your goals, call a publicist, call anybody and be like, hey, I'm ready to build a team. I don't know where to start and we're here to help you. So um, it's, I love working with especially independent artists who don't have that team built up already because it's fun to see, watch them grow, but yeah. it's also fun to be really hands-on with them and kind of sit down and say, okay, these are kind of the core things that you need to start a career. Let's get you started. Yeah. And not to say that that signed and more established artists aren't ambitious and hungry and hardworking, but there's something right. special about new artists that are on the rise. They've got that fire and that excitement. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, well, what is it like to be an entrepreneur? Take us into like the ins and outs of running your own business, especially in an already tough industry. 
Yes. So I started my business in 2016. It was not something that I had planned to do this early. Um, I was working for another company at the time, and I thought it was my dream job. Turned out not to be, and I was put into a really difficult position that I just decided this is not for me. So I didn't know whether to quit the industry and just kind of like pick a different path or what. So I was given some advice. Hey, why don't you start your own company? And at the time I was 24, 25, and I didn't think I had enough experience. Um, but as I've, as I've grown and as I've learned, you never are fully ready to open a business or be an entrepreneur. Um, you have to be willing to always keep learning and, you know, just, yeah, you have to stay ambitious, honestly. I just love being an entrepreneur. Um, I can work for myself and kind of make my own rules. I'm kind of a march to, to the beat of your own drum type gal. Yes. So um, I'm allowed, allowed to do that. And I think that's really rewarding. And it's I'm really grateful to have that opportunity, especially in such a tough industry. Um, but I am always still learning. I don't have all the answers and I'm okay with that. Yeah learn as we go. I think, I think too, you're an entrepreneur in an industry full of entrepreneurs. I mean, if you think about it, songwriters and publishers, producers, we're all artists. We're all entrepreneurs. So we're kind of all in it together. Right. And we all help each other out. And it's, you know, nobody's afraid to pick up the phone and call a friend and say, Hey, I don't know what to do here. Do you have, do you have experience or can you give me some guidance? And yep. that's one of the things I love about this industry. I, I absolutely agree. I think Nashville is amazing because I get calls, not all the time, but I get calls and it's like, I just want to talk to you about something. And you're right. like, what is this about? And you never know where it's going to lead. Right. So, yeah. You right. just you learn something. Yeah. You just got to pick up the phone and, and make connections and form relationships. And it's just, it's fascinating. Okay. I'm loving talking to you about all of this. Yay. <laughs> now, and it's kind of like a girl to girl thing. So let's talk about female energy. Um, what is it like to be a female in a male-dominated industry? Ooh, <laughs> I love this question, but I, it's also a very tough one. Um, it is very tough. And of course, I can only speak on my own experiences, but um, I do think women have, have to hustle a lot harder in this industry because it's so male-dominated. Uh, but I think the rhetoric is changing and I think the gates are opening for females in this industry and in the world in general. Um, but I do think we're currently setting the standards for future generations. And I think we need to have the tough conversations now. So the standards are not the norm in the future. So, you know, in 50 years, I hope we're not still having this conversation about, you know, equal pay or anything like that. Um, I'm a really proud feminist and I love working with other females in this industry. And I think we also need to remember that female empowerment is not just a hashtag and we have to, <laughs> we have to build each other up and support each other and just kind of be allies to one another. If, if somebody, you know, is advancing in their career before us, we cheer for them. We don't put them down. Um, and it's just, I just love working with all the females in the industry. I, 
absolutely love everything you just said. I think that's going to be like the quote of the episode right there. Female empowerment <laughs> is not just a hashtag. Yes. Yay. I mean, on a personal note, I've always agreed with that. I really do feel like there's room for everyone. Right. And especially females. I feel like we've all been kind of made to believe that there's only so many slots. And I don't believe that. I, I really do think that you're part of the movement and changing things. And so thank you. You're helping all of the female yeah, artists. Yay. And that's not to say that men aren't deserving. I don't want to come Absolutely. across that because men work just as hard. Um, but I think a lot of people do have the misconception that everything is equal and it's not still, you know, the 1950s, 1960s, whichever era, um, but we do still, we have a long way to go, but I'm really excited to see where it's going. And I'm, I'm really happy to be part of the solution and to see just, you know, where it takes us. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think there's a lot of men in Nashville that are our allies and are fighting for women. Um, But, you know, I have heard many, many times that somebody, a friend of mine had a meeting and they said, well, they already signed a female this year, but they signed four males. So why do you only have one slot for a female? So the the conversations are happening and things are changing. I think you're right. Right. Fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs) Can you guys tell we're friends? (laughs) besties actually (laughs) I don't want to spoil it but yeah we are okay um okay so there there could be somebody watching or listening right now who wants to be a music publicist can you give them insight to take some like concrete steps toward doing that like where do you start sure um networking networking is the most important thing always carry business cards they call it the Nashville handshake here always have it with you because you never know you could just be talking to somebody you know at a coffee shop and they could have new music coming out or they might just need an ally in this industry so always start there um i think it's really important to keep up with like world events i think it's important to know that timing is everything because if there's a big world event going on a press outlet is probably not going to cover um, a new music release or something like that Um, It's really important just to, you know, keep active too in in your community and get your name out there and just, just never be afraid to stop learning because we, we need that. We need to just build connections too, um, make friends and just be willing to help each other out. Absolutely. I absolutely, I feel like it's very similar to wanting to be an artist, just get out there network and don't take no for an answer basically. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Stand up for yourself. Um, You're worth it. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody's going to, so. Oh, amen. That's the soundbite of the day. So true. (laughs) Okay, well, uh, did you have some mentors, you know, when you were learning and is it important for you to maybe become a mentor? Maybe you already are. Like, tell me about that. Yeah, so when I was in college, I went to Marist College in New York. Um, Kelly Catrone was actually the mentor for the PR program. And I look up to her. She can do no wrong in my book. She's the owner and founder of People's Revolution in New York City, um, which is a fashion PR firm. But she actually got started in Nashville in music publicity. Wow. So she's known for being really tough, but for getting the job done. And that's kind of how I would like to be known, you know, known for. Um, Kind of don't stand up for yourself, but don't let anyone walk all over you. Um, And she's just, she has a book called, If You Have to Cry, Go Outside. And I literally always have it in my bag with me. Um, It's just, it's like the PR Bible. 
And she was nice enough to come up and mentor us. And she gave us her email address and said, hey, keep it for life. You know, if you ever need it, I'm here. And I hope to be that to somebody up and coming in the industry as well. I never want somebody to be afraid to ask me questions because we're all here to help each other. I don't want to keep secrets. I don't want to do any of that. Um, If you need help, come to me. And if I can help you, I will. Um, And I really look forward to doing that someday. Um, I do work with interns every now and then. Um, Of course, with COVID, it's been difficult, but I love just watching them learn and watching them like retain information and kind of kind of guide them um that is something that I wish I had when I started out um but I think starting my own business is a way to kind of say to people hey these are the mistakes that I made or this is what I learned not to do please don't do them in the future I don't think anything good comes from keeping secrets because even if you give away your like trade secrets nobody can do overnight what you've done in five or 10 years, right? <laughs> right. Helping somebody maybe avoid those mistakes that you made. I think it's exactly, great. exactly. Well, thank you. I, I, I really look up to, you know, people that have helped me and I just, I really hope to do that one day. <laughs> I know you will. You're the sweetest, but, but you are firm. I, I think you're a great publicist because you are kind and approachable, but you also don't take any crap. You know what I mean? <laughs> maybe that's the New York. Maybe, I think so. I think that's the New York coming out in me, but thank you. I'm very proud of that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I don't know if you're accepting new clients, but when you are, if you are, what do you look for in an artist and can they be independent or do you prefer that they have management or publishing part of the team? Like do their followers matter? What do you look for? Sure. So the biggest thing that I look for is just a hard work ethic and ambition and just good quality people. Um, Bottom line, if you're the best singer in the world, but we don't vibe well, we're not going to work together well. So just, you know, kind of come to me, have, you can have a plan in place, but just know also that plans never go as plans. So it, it, doesn't matter if they're signed, independent. Um, I'm willing to work with both. I love working with both. Um, and followers really don't matter too much because those get built as you do interviews, as you do artist spotlights, stuff like that. So we can kind of build your musical resume or portfolio as we go along. Just, you know, don't be afraid to pick up the phone and call me or call another publicist and be like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Can you help me get started? And that's just honesty is the key because if somebody comes to me and is, is, you know, kind of arrogant and says, hey, I need to do it this way. We're not going off script. It's, it's hard to work like that because nothing ever goes as planned. Wow, that's interesting. Um, I think it's really interesting too. I think you kind of made a point there that like, social media can grow from doing publicity, but your job is not to grow social media following. That is a social media manager. Right. Or digital marketer. A lot of people think I'm a digital marketer, which I'm not. Um, I consider myself a traditional publicist. So that means I focus on newspapers, magazines, blogs, stuff like that, interviews in them. Um, I really don't touch a lot on Spotify. Um, That's kind of a different lane for me. Um, but a lot of bloggers now do incorporate Spotify lists into their blogs or into their own playlists, stuff like that. So 
that's a big misconception too. A lot of people will call me and be like, Hey, you know, I only have a thousand Spotify streams. Let's get this up. That's not me. You need to, to go see a professional because I don't know what I'm doing in that realm. But, but this is where your experience and connections and uh, all come into play because you make referrals. You'll be like, I don't right. do that, but so-and-so over here does. Right. And that's why it's so important to network. Even if you do have an established business or, you know, you do have contacts, you can always you make new contacts and new allies, new friends, stuff like that. Um, I love referring people to my friends. Um, we're all in this business together and they're all fantastic at what they do. They're amazing. So if I have a client who needs, you know, social media marketing, I could say exactly call this person. I trust them with my life. Um, tell them I referred you and they'll take good care of you. Wow. Okay. That's so good to know. See, I feel like we're all learning so much right now. Yay. Never stop learning. Exactly. And I feel like that's the key to this whole conversation is just don't be afraid to ask. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's something that people just starting in the industry forget. Like they think they have to have all the answers once they start. No, even people you know, who are really established and have been in the industry 30 years, they might not know how to do something and have to call somebody, you know, that they just met at a networking event two days ago. But that's the beauty of the industry. That's the beauty of Nashville. We're such a community and that's what we're here for. Yeah. I mean, personally, that's something that I've had to deal with is thinking, I always thought I had to have everything figured out and do everything and know everything and right. letting go a little bit and going, you know what? I could be stronger in that area. I'm going to go ask them how they did that is right. so helpful. Right. So, right. I agree. <laughs> just chill out a little and ask people. It's all good. Right. The most anxiety ridden people in the industry. Just chill out. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Me and her are number one. Yeah. Um, okay. Always nervous. <laughs> Always nervous. We're speaking. <laughs> so nervous all the time, but it's okay. We're, we're learning. Um, we what is next for you? What, where do you, where do you see yourself? This is a job interview in five years. Like what, what do you want to accomplish? Like, do you want to write a book? Do you want to travel? Do you want to like, what's next? Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's such a like a loaded question. Um, I think right now I'm just really looking forward to 2022 and getting back out there with live music again and just kind of finding our footing again in the industry. We're all kind of relearning how to talk to people and, you know, how to attend events, um, stuff like that. But I think my maybe 10 year goal right now is to maybe have a PR firm in Nashville and also in New York City. Um, you know, I'm a New York girl at heart. So that's always going to be home. But um, my base is Nashville. So I, I would love to just be able to go back and forth and kind of incorporate those two music industries kind of together. Um, writing a book sounds really cool. Um, I love to write. Um, I think a lot of stuff that goes on in my life, people wouldn't believe because I have the worst luck in the world of things. Um, and just anything that's bad's gonna happen, it's gonna happen to me. Um, <laughs> I can attest, you do have really funny stories. I do, yeah, I do. And they're not even meant to be funny. It's just like my life. <laughs> um, but I think that sounds really cool, but I don't think I've lived enough to do that yet. So that might be, 20, 30 years down the road. <laughs> down the road. Okay. Do you have a favorite music artist or a favorite song? Ooh, well, Cher is my all-time favorite. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Just all-time favorite. Like, I can't say enough good things about her. 
Um, I love Patty Loveless. I love Sia. I love Billy Joel, Bruce Springsteen. Um, ooh, El King. El King is a, a favorite of mine, and she's great in concert. If you haven't seen El King, go see El King. <laughs> um, my my favorite song. It's kind of ever changing, but I think I think Walking in Memphis is probably my all time favorite. Um, I, I don't know why it's just, I think it's such a good storytelling song and it's just one of those songs you could be in a good mood, you could be in a sad mood, anything, and that fits it. Um, I'm on fire by Bruce Springsteen is my go-to karaoke song. <laughs> How have we um, never karaoke, by the way? We need to oh go gosh. <laughs> I'm not going to subject you to that, but, um, yeah, it's the, that's the song that is always running through my brain. Like, if I'm sitting here quietly, that's running through my brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are a true music fan, a true music lover, if you have music playing in your head. All the time. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, couple more questions, and then I'll let you go. What is the best piece of advice you've received? And maybe it was from, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on her name, from New York. Kelly Catrone. Kelly, yes. <laughs> um... Oh gosh, I think I've lucked out and I've had a lot of fantastic teachers in my life. So it's hard to pick just one. Uh, probably just trust your gut, honestly. Your, your gut, it's cliche, but your gut is never wrong. If you're in an instance that doesn't feel comfortable or you're like, ah, you know, something is off here, just trust it. Um, it you can always talk something up to a missed opportunity, but once something bad happens to you, it can't be taken away. So it can't be erased. So I think that's probably the best advice. But also when I was in college, I hated this at the time, but I had a professor who made us memorize the um, New York Times every day. And she would randomly call on people to give a story that happened. And if somebody took your story, then you had to go in the Rolodex of your brain and think, okay, what else happened that day? And I think that's probably why I'm such an avid news reader now or watcher, um, but it's it, it's really helpful. And like I said, I, I couldn't stand doing it at the time, but I still find myself every day, one of the first things I do is go and I read the news and see what's going on. So it's, I'm really thankful for it now. <laughs> it's so helpful though, because earlier you were saying, you know, if something big happens, that's not the right day to put your song out or put your press release out. Right. But also it could work the other way of like, you know what, they said something is going to happen on this date. That would be a great time for you to put this song out. Exactly, exactly. And I think it's really important to always be one step ahead of the, of the game if you can. Oh. And that kind of helps with that as well. Um, I'm a really avid planner. I like to plan everything. Although I said before, nothing goes by plan. I like having plan A, plan B, plan C in set. So I don't really have to panic. I can be like, okay, scratch that. Let's go to the next one. Yeah. Um, and just, I, I really like to be prepared. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's wise. <laughs> Um, okay, last question. Um, it's been a tough year and it's already a tough industry. What advice would you give to a songwriter or an artist or maybe a, an aspiring publicist who might be struggling right now? Maybe they're not getting ahead like they thought they were going to. There's been a lot of setbacks. Would you have any words of wisdom or anything Ooh. for anyone thinking about quitting right now? I think it's just important to remember that things do get better. Um, I've gone through 
many, many obstacles in my life and lost a lot of people. So it was, it's been hard to kind of motivate myself to keep going. But that's one of the things that I think I've always just kept it in the back of my mind, kind of like this too shall pass. Um, we'll get through it. And if you need help getting through it, you know, reach out to support systems, stuff like that. But don't give up on your dream just because it's a tough year. Um, you're always going to face tough things in life and you just got to kind of trailblaze through them, you know, you bulldoze, be a bulldozer. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I mean, if this is really what you want to do for your entire life, don't, don't quit over what happens in one season. Right. Exactly. And remember that one person's season is not your season, you know, just because they're having a great season doesn't mean, you know, next year isn't going to be your year, you know, just keep rooting for people, but also don't stop going after your goals just because other people may be advancing quicker. Amazing. You have the most amazing insight. You're a delight to talk to. I mean, I, I personally love you, but I think everyone is going to love you and appreciate Aww. all of this insight. Okay, wait, before you go, can you tell us how did you become a zookeeper? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. In there. So two by two zoo. I love you guys. So family friends of ours have a now nonprofit zoo um, and they've had kangaroos. They have goats. They have um, alligators. Alligators are my favorite thing to work with. I love alligators. Um, and they, they just travel and go to, you know, school programs or, you know, um, fairs and stuff like that. Um, anything educational. So we traveled um, to festivals and educational programs, school programs, and it was just so fun watching everybody learn um, and teach them about endangered species and stuff like that. Um, and they're the greatest. They do birthday parties and all types of events. So look them up, 2by2z.com. <laughs> wow. Okay. That is so cool. I wish we had something like that in Nashville. That's really cool. Yeah. And it really helped me because I am a super shy person, as you know, I don't like being in the spotlight. And this, I think, really prepared me to be in the public because people would ask me questions and it really helped me get out of my shell, so to speak. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> thank you so much for sitting down with us. Yes, thank you. I think we covered so much and we'll have to just do it again next year when things are getting crazy and lively again. We'll sit down and do it again. Yay. Well, thank you for having me. This is so much fun. This is awesome.